How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. All right. And thank you for tuning in to Talking at the Bit. This is episode 12. And on this episode, we are going to look at week three of the NFL, the Sunday-Monday games, as week three already started on Thursday night with the Miami Dolphins beating the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars 31-13. I was a little surprised by that result, but we'll get into that in a little bit. So, like I do every week, I will go over... The five games I'm looking forward to watching this week, as well as the team that I feel has the most to prove this week. We'll go over my picks for uh, my six games this week. Now, because I am a little late on the picks, I actually didn't get a chance to do the Thursday night football pick, but I did do an extra game to make up for that one. So we'll get to that at the end of the episode. Like I said at the top, week started Thursday night, Dolphins over the Jaguars. And it's like an interesting dynamic with Miami because Fitzpatrick looked great on Thursday. And if you follow uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's career at any point, he will go through these stretches where he plays great. And then he'll go through stretches where he plays like an average quarterback. But with Miami, it's interesting to me because they have Tua Tungaviola, the rookie that they got out of Alabama. And my thing that I've been looking forward to is when exactly does Miami turn the team over to him? Because, yes, you have Fitzpatrick, and Fitzpatrick's job is to kind of groom Tua, hold the position down until Tua's ready to go. And I feel like with this year, with the Dolphins not expected to, you know, go anywhere, I think it'd be a perfect year to get, you know, Tua some experience, let him get some of the mistakes out of him that all rookies make, let him uh, get a little bit adjusted to the speed of the NFL game. But let's say Fitzpatrick goes on one of his runs, goes like four or five weeks playing like he did on Thursday. What do you do? Like, I still think no matter what, Tua has to play at some point this year. Because it'd be one thing if the Dolphins were, you know, a divisional favorite or a threat to win the Super Bowl or something. Yeah, then you can let him sit. But... Miami's still in the process of rebuilding. Two is clearly their quarterback of the future, so you might as well start that clock as soon as you can. 
So I still think uh, the bye week, whenever that is, they'd have to make the switch at that point. But, but it is interesting to see like how well Fitzpatrick can carry over his performance on Thursday night. I mean, he was using his legs. He was making great passes. And he just had a good control of that offense. But then you look at the other side. Uh, Jacksonville's been a little up and down this year. They're now 1-2. and two. And Minshew, first couple of weeks, looked good. I mean, he definitely had his struggles on Thursday night. Now, Minshew's at kind of a crossroad of his career with Jacksonville. Because if Jacksonville is as bad as many people think they're going to be, then Jacksonville has a decision to make at the end of the year. Do they continue building with Minshew? I mean, they took him middle rounds of the draft, you know. So there's not really pressure on him to be the next franchise quarterback, but I mean, he can make that decision very hard for Jacksonville. If he has a good year this year, you know, maybe they get a surprising win total. And by doing that, they're not in a position to get Trevor Lawrence because Trevor Lawrence is the prize of the draft for next year. So clearly that's, you know, a place that Jacksonville is ready to go if they completely bottom out. So they get Trevor Lawrence and then Minshew becomes, you know, probably a guy who plays out his rookie deal in Jacksonville. And you have him still if Lawrence isn't ready to go next year. But like I said, if Minshew, you know, outplays, goes like out of his mind, Jacksonville's good enough they can't get Lawrence then maybe that changes their plans and they try to move forward with Minshew but with you know two teams that are clearly rebuilding like which team has a better shot at surprising this year oddly enough I think it might be Jacksonville Not to say, like, Jacksonville's, you know, better than Miami. But I think in that AFC South division, you know, Jacksonville can steal. Let's say they go 3-3 and in the division, which would be great for them. And then they steal, you know, a couple of games here or there. Who knows if they turn out to be, like, 6-10 and or... Seven and nine. Like if they if Jacksonville got to seven and nine this year, that would be crazy. Cause yeah, seven and nine is still mediocre, but I mean the beginning of this year, a lot of people wondered if Jacksonville could win a game. They've already done that, so now it's just evaluating talent, which both teams are doing. Because both teams are still looking towards next year's draft to continue bringing in pieces so hopefully you know two three years down the line you're somewhat competitive within your division but yeah it's interesting you know both teams down in Florida 
Now, Jacksonville, I guess, had the most recent success that year. They made the AFC Championship game, but then they bottomed out after that. Miami's kind of been the cellar dweller in the AFC East for a little bit, but they've made their changes at coach, and they like their coach, Brian Flores. And you see the improvement with them. So definitely something to watch for going forward this year. But so that's what happened on Thursday night. But now we're going to look ahead to the weekend games. Well, Sunday games and Monday. It's an, it's an interesting slate of games this week. There's a lot of great matchups. And like I said in the in the intro, each week I pick the five most intriguing games to me that I definitely want to just sit down and watch. And the first game this week is everybody's excited for this matchup. Chiefs at Ravens. That is the Monday night game, of course, with a matchup like that's gotta be on Monday night. And I mean, for a matchup in week three, these are arguably the two top teams in the AFC. Some may even say in the whole NFL. And you're getting this matchup week three, so it's going to be Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. Probably the quarterback matchup that's going to take the league in the next 10 years. Both exciting young talents. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, who outplays who. Because you know when you get two great quarterbacks up against each other, there's going to be that, you know, notion that I got to outplay him, of course. I need to show that I'm better. Now, I would say, you know, both teams are pretty talented. I think offensively, the Chiefs may have the slight edge in terms of more dangerous weapons, but that's not to say the Ravens are lacking in any way. They kind of get it done little, a little bit differently. Where the Ravens are above average running team, but they use their running game to suck the defense in so Lamar can throw the ball over the top because they have you know, Hollywood Brown who's their deep threat. Chiefs the Chiefs just kind of work their way methodically down the field because they have, you know, Travis Kelsey over the middle. You have Sammy Watkins. You have Nicole uh, uh, Hardman, Tyreek Hill, who's their deep threat. But he's a little more than that because Hill's the type who you can get it. If you can get it to him on a slant and give him some room to operate, he'll then use his speed and he's faster than any defensive back. So, but now the Chiefs do have uh, Edwards Hilaire, the rookie running back, after uh, Damian Williams opted out this year. So he's been an added threat because, as well as he does run the ball, he is a threat in the passing game. So it's going to be interesting to see if Baltimore can slow down that Chiefs attack and then if the Chiefs can contain Lamar Jackson 
Because with Lamar Jackson, you want to keep him within the pocket. Because once he gets outside the pocket, I mean, defenses are... That's the worst place to find him. Because then he'll just turn on playmaker mode. He'll juke out a linebacker. And he'll, he'll dust the secondary and find his way into the end zone. But... He does have Mark Andrews, who's probably his most reliable target, the tight end, but he does have Hollywood Brown to stretch the field. Second game I'm interested in, Rams at Bills. It's a matchup of two undefeated teams, two teams that come into this year with some expectations. You know, the Bills are expected to win the AFC East kind of take over the reign from the New England Patriots because, you know, they have Josh Allen, their quarterback, who's actually who's looked great the first couple of games. And, you know, if, if Josh Allen has, you know, actually taken that leap in his career, the Bills are a talented team as well. They're a team that still relies on their defense to you know, kind of give Josh Allen a short field to work with. But Josh Allen is proving this year that he's not as erratic as he was last year. He he has gotten better with his accuracy. And, you know, that may have just come with learning the game a little more, making sure his mechanics are tight, but he's looked good so far. And then the Rams after their Super Bowl run where they lost in the Super Bowl to the Patriots they kind of fell off uh, shortly after that last year you know they were middle of the road team made some changes you know Todd Gurley was the biggest takeaway from that team but they've come in this far first two weeks looked good they look like they might be back to that Super Bowl level. So, once again, week three, this is a big matchup for both teams. If the Bills can get the win here, it'll be their first signature win for the year because their first two games they beat the Jets and the Dolphins. That, does, that doesn't really tell you much because, you know, the Jets are terrible. Miami still in transition and still in their rebuild Rams you know the Rams have like I said they look good so win over the Bills can just further the argument that maybe they are back to their Super Bowl level the third game I do want to see would be the Green Bay Packers at New Orleans Saints now if you just look at this on paper you have Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. That would make most football fans just jump for joy and excitement and just be ready to go. But my interest in this game is more with Drew Brees. Because after that game against the Raiders Monday night, last Monday night, where he just looked like he was off. And yes, I know he was missing Michael Thomas, but Drew Brees just looked like he... You know, lost something off his fastball. Other terms, his arm just doesn't look 
as strong as it once was. So if, if Drew Brees were to have another bad game, then there may be a little bit more chirping about maybe you could bring Jameis Winston, who is their backup, who was with Tampa Bay last year. You know, Jameis Winston does have his issues with interceptions. What you might not know is Jameis Winston actually threw for over 5,000 yards last year. One of the only quarterbacks to do it last year. So their talent's there. They do have him for one year. So, you know, he's just emergency if Breeze were to get hurt or if his age really starts to show, then you have a capable backup to go to. So this is kind of a game for Breeze to prove that last week was just a hiccup. He's still good to go. Green Bay, on the other hand, you have Aaron Rodgers, where, you know, a lot of people in the NFL wondered what exactly Green Bay was doing to help him since they took a quarterback early on in the draft last year. But so far through two weeks, these weapons that he supposedly didn't have, he's made do with them. So it's either maybe the recent failures of the past couple of years were on Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he wasn't making the right decisions. Or maybe those weapons that people thought weren't good enough may actually be decent. So that's something to look forward to in that matchup. The fourth game I'm looking forward to are the Las Vegas Raiders at the New England Patriots. This one is mainly because the Raiders are coming off that win against the Saints. So the Raiders are looking for another signature win if they were to beat the Patriots going on the road to New England. You know, a lot of people weren't expecting the Raiders to be a player in that division. But if you can, I mean, if you're going to tell me that in back-to-back weeks, you're going to beat the Saints at home and then go on the road and beat New England might to start reevaluating how we're looking at this team. You know, maybe this is one of those teams that we may have missed the boat on this year and they turn out to be better than where we all thought. So, you know, what the Raiders, they have their coach by John Gruden. They have Josh Jacobs as their running back and he's an every down back, talented young running back in the league. He got a little nicked up against the Saints, I believe, with a hip injury. But all indications are he's good to go for this week, so he should be out there. And then in terms of the passing game, they have Henry Ruggs, their wideout out of Alabama, who's their speed guy. But Derek Carr, the quarterback, his most reliable target is Darren Waller, the tight end out of Georgia Tech. Even though he's not your typical tight end, he's just a bigger wide receiver who can play tight end. And that is where New England's focus is going to be is, you know, hopefully your guys up front can somewhat contain Josh Jacobs. That way you don't have to, you know, uh, bring in extra 
like bring a safety down to stop him because you, you're going to need that over-the-top help on Waller when he's running in the middle of the field. And then when you flip it, can Cam Newton continue his great play the first couple of weeks? Yes, they're 1-1, one one, but that game against Seattle last week was a coming-out party for Cam Newton, at least with New England, because he showed that he still has an arm. He showed- How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. But that he's actually more accurate than I thought he was. And it's showing that he's starting to build a chemistry with, you know, Nikhil Harry and Julian Edelman. And a couple of the other uh, weapons for New England. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting matchup. And, of course, you have Belichick and Gruden, two big names in the coaching uh, circles of the NFL. So that's always, that should be fun. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how that one goes. And then the last game that I definitely am looking forward to is Dallas Cowboys going up to Seattle to face the Seahawks. So the, I guess the interest for me with this game is, I mean, it's the Cowboys who got that miraculous win last week against the Falcons. So we'll see if they continue, I guess, the momentum from that game heading up to Seattle where it's going to be tough. Sure, they don't have the 12, which is what they call their fans there. But, you know, Russell Wilson, as I said previous episodes, I think Russell Wilson is probably the second best quarterback in the NFL. And when you watch Seattle, you'll notice that Wilson's just a winning type player. If the play breaks down, He finds a way to improvise and makes the best he can out of a terrible situation. Like you may have, you may be a linebacker bearing down on him, thinking you're gonna get the sack. He'll find a way to slip that and do the right thing, whether it's throw the ball away, lift for another down, or he'll scramble, flick of the wrist, throw it deep down the field, where DK Metcalf will usually be the guy. On the other end of those passes. But his favorite receiver may actually be Tyler Lockett, who's their kind of speedy, work the middle of the field type receiver. And with him, you like to give him the ball, give him some space, 
to let him, you know, get some yards after the catch. And the Seahawks defense, now that they've added Jamal Adams, is definitely improved, yes. But you can still, I guess, beat them in the passing game as Jamal Adams is one of those aggressive safeties that loves to be down in the box, fly to the ball, and make plays in the backfield. If you can get him on play action, you can definitely throw it over his head and get big plays. So that's, that's going to be the interesting matchup is the Seahawks offense against the Cowboys defense. Because what exactly has the Cowboys defense shown so far this year? Like they haven't really shown out to be that good. And I believe the last thing the Cowboys want is to get into a shootout with Seattle. You know, so. So if the Cowboys can establish Ezekiel Elliott, play time of possession, you know, have Prescott find the open man over the middle, play a little play action and keep Russell Wilson off to the sideline, then they should be fine in this game. So those are the five matchups that I'm looking forward to this weekend. Uh, I mean, if you're like me, you'll definitely just be sitting around flipping through channels, looking for each game. Or if you have Red Zone, stay glued to that because, like I said, outside of the five games I picked, there are other great matchups out there. So now, as another thing that I've done, each week I look for that team that has the most to prove this week. Now, for me, it's the Houston Texans. The Texans are already 0-2. Yes, their first two games were tough. But they go into week three with, I guess, a lot of questions. You know, there's there's a lot of noise about their coach, Bill O'Brien, whether he should be fired or whether you just need to upgrade the talent and maybe it's not him. But based on some of their moves that they've made, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on Bill O'Brien. So if they fall to 0-3, if he is on the hot seat in terms of his job, I mean, that temperature is just going to get turned up even more. So they have the Steelers this week. And the Steelers come into this matchup with what some might say the best defensive line in the NFL, at least arguably. They have uh, TJ Watt, who's JJ Watt's little brother. And if you don't, I mean, you have to pay attention to him because he's a guy who, if you get him with single coverage, he'll beat a tackle off the edge and cause trouble for Deshaun Watson. And at this point, Deshaun Watson is, you know, their best offensive weapon since Bill O'Brien did trade away DeAndre Hopkins, which that move right there put a lot of eyes on him to see if they would actually do well this year. But, but I mean, without Hopkins, Watson does still have, you know, Kenny Stills, Will Fuller, uh, their tight end is uh, is it Donald Donald Fells. Their tight end, 
Now they traded Hopkins for David Johnson, but David Johnson is kind of what he is at the, as what he is at this point. You know, he's a guy who had recent success when he was with the Cardinals, but definitely seems like he is slowing down. So, you know, if David Johnson could turn back the clock a little bit, get the running game going, then that makes Watson's job easier to find Stills or Fuller downfield. So this is definitely a game that if they can beat the Steelers this week, you know, go to one and two. You can kind of breathe a little bit on the year. Because like I said, the first two games are tough. I believe they played Baltimore and Kansas City the first two weeks. Which, I mean, anybody would lose both of those games. Because like I said, those are the two top teams in the AFC. Maybe the NFL. And, you know, once they get past this game against Pittsburgh... When you look at their schedule, they have Minnesota next week. You got Jacksonville the week after. Then you're looking at Tennessee, which will be a big divisional game for them. But, you know, you win this one. You have to expect them to be probably the favorite against Minnesota. And then Jacksonville. So right there, if you get three in a row, you turn your season around, you're three and two. And now you're, you know, you can kind of start over. And take it off from there. So that's why I believe Texans are the team that has the most to prove. Another point, if they do lose it, you don't know what effect that's going to have on the team. They'd be 0-3. And you know, the NFL, you can get that kind of snowball effect. 0-3 becomes 0-4. 0-4 becomes 0-5. And then that turns into guys in the locker room looking at each other, pointing the figure to see who needs to step up, you know, who probably needs to go and all that. And that just, you know, it's just a whole other problem. So if they can get this one, they can kind of silence some of the critics so far and kind of reroute their season. So there you are. I've given you five games to watch. I give you the team with the most approved. Now it's that time for me to go go ahead and give you my picks for the top games I have. So here we are with my week three picks. I'm the first. Oh, yeah. Just in case you are new to the pick segment. Um, I usually pick the Thursday night football game. Like I said, I didn't get a chance to pick that one this week. But normally I would do the Thursday night game, Sunday night game, the Monday night game. Uh, as well as I'll always do the Patriot game. Like I said, big Patriots fan, originally from Boston, so got to pick them. But now that I am in the Atlanta area, I will definitely pick the Falcons game. So I will do at least five games a week. So first game, I have the Falcons as a three and a half point favorite over the Bears. I know it's been rough Falcon fans so far, but I think I do think that the Falcons get it. I guess get some things corrected this week and do beat the Bears. Now, the one thing is the Bears do still have Khalil Mack. So Matt Ryan, you're going to have to find Khalil Mack. You know, if you have to 
keep run, running back in to chip, help out, give you some time to find, you know, Calvin Ridley or Julio Jones. You know, I think this is a game where they can put some points on the board, get their first win of the year. But I mean, that's not to say like you should sleep on the Bears or anything, because if you if the Falcons do come out, play sloppy, Trubisky can make can make enough plays to steal a win here. But I do like the Falcons in this one. Second game. Uh, I'm taking the Patriots as a six and a half point favorite to beat the Raiders. Now, when I first looked at it, I thought six and a half might have been a little high, but I do think the Patriots, you know, can win that game by a touchdown. And like I said, I do expect that game to. I think that game's going to be a game where each team's going to need to take advantage of other possessions because I could I do see both teams looking to you know run the ball establish the run whether it's with Jacobs with the Raiders and I do I think James White is out this week as he did have the tragedy with uh, his parents getting into an accident father passing away so he's taken the past couple of weeks and he's been out but they still have you know Cam Newton's been running the ball they have Sonny Michelle, Rex Burkhead. So I do believe both teams are going to establish the run. So time of possession, like you expect to see long drives in that game. But even with that, I'll take the Patriots. Now, the third game, I'm actually going with an underdog. I think the Cincinnati Bengals will get uh, actually get their first win of the year against the Eagles. The Eagles are a six and a half point favorite. But I think the Bengals actually upset the Eagles this week. Uh, the fourth game I'm looking forward is I'm taking. Now, this one's a tough one for me. I went back and forth on this one, but I'm taking the Green Bay Packers over the Saints. The Saints are the three and a half point favorite. But I think Green Bay is going to go into New Orleans. Uh, I think Drew Brees is going to continue to struggle. I'm not sure about uh, Michael Thomas. I think he's, I think he's questionable this week. But, but I do expect Aaron Rodgers to have all day back there to find Devonte Adams, and well, I mean, Devonte Adams is his main weapon. But they do have a couple of other wide receivers that he has been throwing to a lot this year. But I think the Packers will be able to put up some points. And I, I expect, like I said, Drew Brees struggles to continue. Like, I'm not sure if he'll look as bad to the point where it's like, okay, we got to get James Winston ready. But I think he'll still perform good enough to at least warrant starting next week. Like I said, give me Green Bay in that one. Okay, the next game is another one I went back and forth on. But I'm going to take the Ravens as a three and a half point favorite over the Chiefs. I'm expecting this one to probably be a, you know, game of the year type nominee by the end of the year. But 
think the fact of the Ravens being at home, I can see this game, you know, going back and forth. Ravens getting the ball last, driving down for a score, and that's how they end up beating the Chiefs. Just simply that the Chiefs didn't have the ball last. But it's it's still going to be a great game. I would be shocked if this was a blowout either way. I mean, yes, I'm taking the Ravens. I wouldn't be shocked if the Chiefs won by, you know, a late field goal or something. Because they do have uh, a definite weapon in Butker, their field goal kicker. I mean, he has 60 yards in him easy. So if it does come late, they can kind of get the ball and get within like a 55 to 60 yard range. Butker can make those. He's actually pretty accurate from that distance. So, yeah, uh, that's going to be an interesting, interesting game to watch. Then my last game, I have the Seahawks as a three and a half point favorite to beat the Cowboys. This one's simple. I just think Russell Wilson is going to continue his great play uh, so far this season. I kind of think he's going to torch that Cowboys defense. So I know it's just a three and a half point line. I'm kind of seeing double digit win on this one. Yeah, I just think, like I said, Russell Wilson is going to be too much for them. Now the Cowboys' best bet is that Prescott kind of raises up his level, matches Russell Wilson throw for throw, and maybe it turns into like Cheese Ravens where team with the ball last has the best has the chance to win it but I just think Russell Wilson is just playing too well so far and he's just going to get it done so there you have it to recap my picks I have Falcons over the Bears Patriots over the Raiders Bengals upsetting the Eagles uh, the Packers beating the Saints Ravens beating the Chiefs and Seahawks beating the Cowboys. So, once again, uh, I'm four and seven right now on the year. I know that's that's not good. Uh, and as I said, I'm shooting for sixty percent at least by the end of the year. But we'll see how I do this week. So, it'll definitely be probably Tuesday. When I record an episode on Tuesday, we'll recap my picks, see how well I did. But, um, yeah, I guess that's a good spot for this episode. But I guess just to look ahead, um, I'll look ahead at uh, college football in the next episode as the SEC, SEC finally got started this weekend. We've had the ACC in play. Uh, they got started, I believe it was last week or the week before. And at this point, all of the power conferences have made agreements to actually start playing football at some point in the fall here. Uh, I believe I believe the Big Ten is going to start next month, as well as the Pac-12. It, it, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean... 2020 has been an odd year in terms of sports, so college football is no different. But in terms of college football, I will be looking at 
does college football actually need like a single commissioner to kind of you know govern all the conferences and everything because right now each conference is on their own so look forward to that in the next episode and also quick note i forgot i didn't say this in the beginning but have to give congratulations to the los angeles lakers as they did clinch a spot in the nba finals tonight where they uh, won their series against the nuggets four to one so an episode down the road we'll look ahead to the nba finals depending on when the celtics heat uh series ends then we'll decide then at that point i'll let you know when we'll do a finals preview but um yeah that's all i got for this episode uh you know if you're new here you definitely like what you heard get a like follow subscribe uh, you can find the pot the podcast on any platform that you listen to um and if you're returning you know you know the whole thing i appreciate you listening and hope you're safe but uh hope you enjoyed this weekend's slate of nfl games and i'll definitely catch you on the next episode all right lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.